Hello, listeners. Hope you're doing well with all the social isolation. Uh, anyways, we have a very special episode today. It is my guest, my very best friend, Andy. Oh. And uh, we're just going to bullshit for like an hour, and it's going to be great. So this episode is going to be a bit different than other ones um, where the other ones kind of have some sort of structure and rhyme and reason to the stories. We're just going to kind of reminisce for a while. Uh, unfortunately, Lund couldn't be here today. Um, she's fine. Just schedule conflicts as always. And uh, we're just going to start off with uh, summer. God, what was it? Our summer of our freshman year of college it would have been yes so the summer of 2008 oh that was 12 years ago yeah that part's the depressing part <laughs> uh yeah andy got a job delivering phone books uh out in our community where we both lived out in the middle of nowhere and i couldn't find a job that summer so I tagged along a lot because delivering phone books got lonely. Who'd have thought? And I couldn't find a job, you know, worth a damn. So I think it kind of says something when I'm pretty sure I found the job listing through a uh, newspaper, which sh shouldn't have even been done back in 2008. Yeah, fuck, that was a thing. You know, they don't do that in The Sims anymore. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, they you you only look for jobs online, I think, oh. or uh, yeah, online because you can go to the library. See, yeah, uh, you need the uh, you know, the uh, parents who look down upon you for not being able to find a job and telling you to just go hit the pavement because you know that totally worked back in the day. <laughs> it, yeah, and it uh, totally won't get you arrested for trespassing these days. Mm -hmm. You have to march on in, find the manager. Hand them your uh, resume and shake their goddamn hand. Because that always works. Though, um, there is a time when that kind of does... Uh, what is it? There's something where doing something like that's actually a good idea, but I'm drawing a blank on it, which shows you how often I've done it. Yeah. Uh, but anyways... Hmm? Oh, I was going to say, yeah, I much prefer the... Uh introvert fantasy of you know anonymously submitting a resume online and never hearing anything back from anybody oh yeah that's great <laughs> yeah i still i still can't because i mean that's how i've gotten all my jobs is applying online um but i still can't believe my current job i applied online because i was in like a depressive manic state which by the way that's possible and no i don't recommend it uh, and just kind of applying on a whim. And then, whoops-a-daisy, got an interview. Whoops-a-daisy, they hired me. Because they desperately needed someone, so they had a very short interview hiring period. Or you... And then they hired... Go ahead. Hmm? Uh, and would you look at that? They hired me, and then immediately, uh, everyone has to telework because of COVID. Yeah, I was going to say, or you could be like me and apply for a job, not get the job, 
have the same job posted about uh, eight months later, apply for the job again, be the second candidate, and then say, oh, you know what, screw it, and decide to hire two people instead. Oh, really? Yeah. So failing uh, LLS, I was the third best choice. Nice. Uh, so many jobs, I've been the second choice. And like they've told me, like, we're so sorry we can't hire you. This other person just edged you out, edged you out for X reason. Yep. I've, I've heard that before, too. So anyway, we were uh, <laughs> phone books. Phone books. Wow, that was a hell of a tangent. Uh, into the depressing have, have, job or depressing job situation that we currently live in today. Well, have I you listened? Say we live in it anymore because now, you know, we both like our jobs. We both like our jobs, and you know, you're not supposed to, you know, be seeing anybody and working. And you know, we live in a global pandemic now, so yes. Uh, also, have you listened to this podcast at all? The entire point is that no one can tell a story straight. Mm. I mean, yeah, that's just sort of how I think telling stories works in general. But yes. So, uh, wow, we got on a tangent <laughs> talking about a tangent. That was this very is, meta. This is. <laughs> yeah, that happens. But <laughs> before we start talking about meta stuff. We need to start talking about phone book stuff. I, I was going to try to turn that into a pun, but I got nothing. Oh, I thought you were going to turn it into another tangent. <laughs> I mean, we could. But... Okay, phone books. So, I had a yeah a miserable job delivering phone books, and I think I did the the first like day or two. I did actually, you know, do solo, and then. You wanted to hang out because you didn't right. have a job at the time. And yeah. I wanted to very hang out, but I had a job at the time. And I was like, you know what? I was, you know, it was actually after I uh, finished my car load of phone books, which <laughs> I was delivering phone books in a 1997 Chevrolet Cavalier two-door, which is not recommended. You can fit a... You cannot fit exactly 300 phone books in it before it falls, everything comes tumbling down. And uh, I went to go swap books one day or, you know, pick up more books one day. And uh, there was uh, this like group of guys, older guys, like 30s, 40s in this like white moving van. And there was like one guy actually in the back of the van one guy in the passenger seat, one guy driving, and they filled the entire goddamn thing up with phone books in eh, about three or four minutes. Wow. And sped off while I was still like loading them up in six stacks like a goddamn moron. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? I don't have to do this alone. Uh, you know, I don't remember exactly if it was my idea or your idea to you know, have you tag along. I'm pretty sure I invited you. And I was like, you know, yeah, what? you can like, right. you know, you can help, you know, bag up because, you know, delivering a phone book, they come in a packaged stack of six. 
and mm-hmm. you have to tear the thing open, put it in a bag, and then you know you drive somewhere. And of course, they were very specific when, in my forty-five seconds of training, saying <laughs> you deliver it, you put it on the hinge side, don't touch mailboxes, that's a felony, and go. And so, I uh, I tried doing it the uh, the recommended way, like my first two days. And you got is like ten cents per phone book delivered or something, which is like you you'd be like, oh yeah, that adds up pretty quick. But no, you're supposed to. They recommend like newbies deliver in an area that they're familiar with first. And as mentioned previously, we lived in the middle of nowhere, and so and I was doing the whole. I'm going to do this right. I'm not going to deliver it on any uh, on any mailboxes. I'm going to deliver it. You know, uh, you know, up against the front door for every single person. And not only are these houses often quarter mile apart or so, but some of them have another half mile long driveway, mm-hmm. which would never be paved. And when you're driving a, a tiny little two door car that's uh, got about 800 pounds worth of phone books in it, so the back. Uh, the back of the dang thing is yeah about four inches of ground clearance. I definitely bottomed that thing out a couple of times. But anyway, so I decided mm. it wasn't worth it to do it alone. So you tagged along. I did. And I'll let you uh, hit up some highlights here. Uh, let's see some good highlights. There's a rope dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was, I don't, Rope Dog, I don't think was supposed to be Rope Dog. I'm pretty sure Rope Dog was combination of long hair and awkwardly matted fur dog. No, no, that is, that's how those dogs look. But it was not a clean Rope Dog either. No, 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 no. It was very dirty. Um, Though... It was a very hot summer. It was. So it it's not unbelievable that they let the dog outside because it was too hot inside and dog rolled around in dust to help cool it off. Yeah. Uh but Rope Dog was this extremely, extremely friendly dog that had its fur was I I can't remember the name of the dog, but its fur was very stringy and it just felt like rope. And it just let us pet it for like three or four minutes because it doesn't seem like it when you talk about delivering phone books, but delivering phone books is really tiring work. Uh, it's draining both physically and emotionally. Yeah, it was. And doing that solo, especially that first week was or first half a week or whatever. I think I did it two or three days solo was just not not fun at all and especially with that you know 10 cents per book or whatever factor in gas he was making probably like a buck 20 an hour that is net profit extreme that is extremely generous i don't think you were making that yeah all i know is i definitely paid for my gas right but that's also not factoring in the extreme wear and tear on the car and everything like that. So, 
Yeah. But yeah, there was that. There was a. There was porch dog. What was that? Porch dog was good. What breed was that? It was like. I I don't remember. I cowered in the car. Yeah. So I was. uh, Well, I was still trying to do the proper thing, you know, take it all the way to the door. Drove down the super, super long driveway. No, wait, that one wasn't too bad. That one was at like the end of a cul-de-sac. Well, fortunately. Yeah. And, um, and there's this dog like on the sidewalk and it's just sort of staring at me. Definitely not making a like happy dog face. And I like, you know, kind of tried to, you know, call it over, you know, be friendly. I'm decent with animals for the most part you are a cat whisperer. i'm a cat whisperer but uh you know i was getting no reaction out of that dog it was just basically just give me a long ass grumpy stare and so i sort of i walk around it i i step off the sidewalk walk on the grass and i'm like making my way onto the front porch to deliver that phone book and i like I set one toe on the front porch and the dog that wasn't really fully even looking at me at that point, just like mm-hmm. lost its shit and started like, like growling and barking and charged right at me. And luckily it was like a smaller breed. It like, I remember it had sort of bug eyes, like a pugwood or something. And so it like charged at me and I jumped over the fucking thing and then like ran around the front of the car while it was nipping at my heels and then hopped in the car and we booked it. And I actually think that's the closest I've ever been to like an actual quasi rabid dog attack actually. So Wait, yeah, really? I, like I said, I get get along with animals pretty good, so damn. I've been attacked by dogs on multiple occasions. Well, you you should have a face that dogs like more. <laughs> I should have a face that more people or more things just in general <laughs> like more. Uh, I remember, do you remember the time we accidentally delivered phone books to a bunch of people we weren't supposed to that were off yes, your route? And that was the next part I was going to go to. Had I known better, I think we just we should have just left them behind and, you know, technically committed phone book delivery fraud. Not that <laughs> the yellow pages necessarily care was it yellow pages or decks or something i don't even know uh doesn't matter no it doesn't well yeah i think it was decks anyway um so we, we realized like the last 20 houses or something that we delivered to were wrong and so we're trying to like you know balance the books per se and Oh, God damn it. I actually thought of that on the spot. I'm pretty good. Um, I disagree. And uh, so we, the problem with delivering phone books out in the middle of nowhere is people sort of get suspicious when you, uh, when you drive down their long ass driveway and they're not expecting company, Mm -hmm. not usually aggressive, but, uh, Say so probably probably hey, white, we probably would have been greeted with at least one gun during that altercation. 
oh no, we totally would have been shot. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, a couple of times, you know, we were delivering them at like usually business at, you know, middle of the day. And I don't think it was even on a weekend. So most people weren't home, but one of them, <laughs> and of course it was you, mm-hmm. you went to, uh, and they had dogs too. And I think, I think it must have been the same day or like the day after I, you know, almost got, you know, eaten alive. Um, so we were still a little on a, uh, you know, be wary of dog kick. Adrenaline. And, uh, well, this is after you hit me with your car, which we will get into in a second. Well, you ran into it. So we were, but anyway, Hey, because you, anyways, we'll, we'll tell that story in a second. So, so yeah, I run ahead. up. Hey, I'll tell it. So I run up to the door and we're trying to do this as quickly as possible because we're bored and we just want to be doing it quickly. So I run up and I grab the phone book and as I'm doing it, the door opens a little bit and a dog comes like full tilt at me. So I turn and I sprint and I just, I'm yelling at Andy, just go, just go, just go. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. I didn't realize that when the door opened, the owners of the house and dog were still behind me. So they just saw me swipe something off their doorstep. And I'm yelling to a guy in a running car, we need to go right now. I've got it. Because they probably thought I was stealing like a package. Uh, So I jump in the car and Andy gets out of the car. And I'm really confused as to why. And I turn, and there are a very angry man and woman and a very angry dog glaring at me. But uh, luckily, Andy was uh, smart enough to just talk him down. Yeah, to explain the situation to him. Luckily, you know, I feel like people are inclined to believe people when you... You're not even really playing dumb. You just look like an absolute moron. Yes, and I, I do that quite well. And so being like, hey, I'm a moron. And also, we had like a car full of phone books. Like, either we had a weird phone book, <laughs> like stealing fetish, or like, you know, I was kind of telling the truth. So. Yeah. But yeah, that. Uh, yeah, I, I think if we weren't white, we would have, you know, had a, had a much worse time. Yeah, definitely. And then I'll let you tell your side of the time you ran into my car. Oh, you mean the time you hit me with yeah. your car? Potato, potato. <laughs> so it was during the time when we were trying to recover phone books. And again, we're trying to recover phone books as quickly as possible. So... I think it was because it was getting close to when people were coming home and we didn't want to explain ourselves because that takes time. So we get to like another cul-de-sac where there's three houses. So I go sprinting off and I pick up all three and I start running for uh, the car and I decide I'm going to be extra. So I try to dive into the car and the next thing I know I'm leaning up against the car near one of the wheels, a little dazed, and Andy is losing his shit in the car. Yeah. So what actually happened was, you know, (laughs) 18, maybe 19, 
kind of depends on what it was during the summer. But so Joe comes running by, you know, trying to quickly hop in the car, which again, two door. So the, you know, the doors are kind of extra long and the door was open. So Joe was kind of planning on making a, you know, a diving leap into it. And, you know, sometimes you just spontaneously have to be an utter douche. And so <laughs> I managed to time tapping the accelerator pedal just right so that I didn't shut the car door in front of Joe, but you ran like into the, like the end of the door. Cause it started to close quickly. <laughs> and so it was like, you know, it was kind of like 90 degrees open. And I think you like basically shoulder checked it, which yep. I feel like when you're 19, you can just sort of like bounce off with, you know, a minor concussion. And when you're like in your thirties, I feel like one of us would have had, or either one of us would have had like a separated shoulder and been like dying for the, you know, the next like two or three years. So yeah, hurrah totally. for still being made out of mostly rubber and poor ideas at that point, I suppose. Mm -hmm. You know what that what? reminds me of? The time I actually hit John with my car. I actually had that thought as well when we were mentioning the previous one because... <laughs> that was funny. So uh, Andy and I went to high school together and we've known Too each long. other for... Eighteen years, nineteen years. We haven't been friends the entire time. We'll get into like the day that I really consider our friendship starting. But we've known each other since like fifth grade. Yeah. Maybe a maybe a bit younger than that, but fifth grade is when we did band together. So that's when we really were ever in the same area at the same time. But in high school, uh, at the start of what turned out to be a very bad afternoon. I was giving rides to Andy. Andy's girlfriend? Were you dating Megan at that point? Mm, no. Okay. So, who was going to be Andy's girlfriend? And then two other guys. And so that's a full car. And I'm not supposed to have a full car. Um, I'm allowed two other passengers? Uh, is that what Washington State law yeah, is? Yeah, it's either one or two. So I'm not actually supposed to have that many people in my car, but who fucking cares? Um, so we all pile into my old 89 Honda Civic. And reminder, this is 2006? 2006? Uh, 2006 or 2006? No, uh, this, this no five or six. It was 2005. Uh, 2005. It was like the s spring yeah. of 05. Or, yeah, spring it of 05. Sophomore year. So spring of 05. And yeah, it was spring because I remember it being really bright out. Um, it was. No, this was right. No, when yeah, was this? It was, or maybe, maybe it was the beginning was of the year of junior year. It would have been either end of sophomore year or beginning of junior. It was beginning of junior. Because I wasn't, no, because I wasn't in a sport at the time. So it's either between cross country and swimming, it's between swimming and track. 
It was between swimming and track. It had to have been. Because I wasn't in a sport at the time, because that's why I was giving mm-hmm. you guys a ride home. No, sorry. End of track season. Because I remember uh, I didn't tell my dad the truth until we came home from uh, the track award ceremony. So it was yeah. right at the end of the year. Meanwhile, you were an amateur. My mom didn't figure it out for like a decade. So Was that your wedding? No, no it was before it was, your wedding. It was, I think, shortly. I think it was shortly that after one your I mom's... moved out for college. After college. No, your mom didn't find out until like a year it's... ago. Because we talked about it at a uh, at one of your mom's parties. Yeah, but it was it was before I started dating Anna. Time flies. Jesus Christ, it does. <sighs> Let me just grapple with that for a second. Yeah, no kidding. When did we get so old? Says the thirty-one-year-old who is not even halfway through their lifespan. Knock on wood. Oh, actually, at this rate, who knows? Anyways. So, the thing we're referring to is it it ended with me getting into a car accident. Um, no one got hurt, but there was a lot of uh, intrigue and lying. Uh, my parents still don't know. I had five people in the car. They thought... They think it's just me and Andy, and it's going to stay like that forever because they're never going to hear this podcast. I hope because I trash talk them a lot on this podcast because they deserve it. But we got we get in my car and we start driving away, and there's this kid named John, who he's a cool guy. Um, we had or at least me and him had a very fake hostile relationship with each other, like we pretended not to like each other. But we were friendly. We just made fun of each other a lot. And so I'm pulling out and I'm driving down this road. And he's in the road walking the other way to get to his car. And he does that thing where he he fakes he's going to jump in front of my car. And I do that thing where I fake I'm going to accelerate and hit him. Except we did it both at the same time. So he actually did jump in front of my car as I'm accelerating. Um, but then I slam on the brakes. So just how it happened was he jumped, ended up on my car, and then I braked. So, like, he rolled up over the windshield and off the side of the car <laughs> and then landed. Uh, he was fine because we were going, like, four miles an hour. But it was still very funny at the time because everyone was made out of rubber. And damage isn't real. Death isn't real. I just remember that was the only time he ever like fully opened his eyes up is in the like one tenth of a second between like <laughs> when he hit the dash because I was in the passenger seat and you were no I no, was you weren't Crooks was no Crooks was because he's the one who didn't let me take uh, Megan home first how in the hell because he. Because he leaned over and turned my no, steering wheel. No, I remember wheel. that. Are you sure this was the same day? It was. How in the hell did I... I managed... He went over the top of the car then because I was... I was 12 inches face-to-face you were middle from him seat. at one point. Uh, you were in the middle seat because you wanted to sit next to Megan. No, I think she's, she sat in the middle seat. 
just tiny. Right, right. No, I just usually made you sit in the middle seat because then you'd hit your head on the roof and it yeah. was funny. But anyway, so yeah, he, he kind of like in terms like yeah, he uh, his eyes were like dinner plates. <laughs> uh, it should be noted that he is very Korean. Yeah, he's actually only half. So Yes, but his yeah. physical appearance is very... He inherited his mother's physical appearance more than his dad's. So he has ex extremely lidded eyes. But uh, when I hit him with my he car... He no longer did for a brief um, moment in time. <laughs> for, for a brief moment, he did not have heavily heavily. He was also like eyes. 6'2 or something. Yeah, no, he's he was a big guy. I don't know if you ever met his dad. His dad was like six four. I I did his dad. You did his uh, dad. I can't. No, no, it was when I was working for the community that um I was near oh, yeah. his house, like mowing ditches, and then I saw his gotcha. dad. And said, yeah, uh, yes, dad was a very large guy, and his mom was a very small woman. Mm -hmm. my dad almost got in a fight with john <laughs> once my dad my dad almost fought a bunch of my high school friends come to think of it um but it was on halloween because john had a younger sister and Wait. so his sister came to my house and I st i've stayed the night at his house and i don't remember that or maybe a young, a young cousin? cousin or something Okay, because so he he trick or treated at my house in high school. Uh, anyway, he he came up to the door and he knocked on the door, and uh, he asked if quote that jerk Joe is here, or something of the like. And my dad was like, "Yo, what?" And then I was like, "No, wait, no, that's John. He's my friend. He's just <laughs> like that." Um, do you remember Corey? He was on the track team. Blonde, uh, he was the guy who got shot that one time. No. Long no. distance runner. Oh, okay. Anyway, there's a there's a long distance runner on the track team named Corey who had very short hair, and he claimed he got shot in a drive by in Olympia. Because I don't I don't know if y'all know anything about Olympia, uh. I severely doubt he got shot in the drive there, by. In there Olympia. was a uh, an armed, like, shooting robbery like two days ago. True, that is true. You know, that's true. Maybe he was, but I I remember hearing nothing about it. I've never heard of a drive by in Olympia, and Olympia is small enough that that would bake yeah the definitely. news. But. Um, oh yeah, go ahead and tell your side of the story on why you decided to run into the back of a woman's van. Fine, fine, I'll tell it. So, same day, I accidentally hit John. Uh, everyone has a nice laugh about it. And I'm driving the, the different people home. And first person up is uh, Megan. We'll just call her Megan. Uh... 
And so I'm driving her home, and she's the first one up. And so I get into the turn lane to drop her off. And the guy in the passenger seat, who has a crutch on Megan, because all four, all four dudes in the, all three dudes and me in the car have a crush on Megan. Yeah. And so none of us want her to be dropped off first because then it's a sausage fest. And guy in the passenger seat grabs my steering wheel and turns it so that I stay in the lane that goes straight. And he's like, no, we're going straight. You're, you're dropping me and, uh, other guy off first i'm like okay fine and so we're heading down there we head down a country road and there's this guy in front of us who's going like 15 under and i'm like the the fuck why is he going 15 under and he's not speeding up so i go fuck it so i go to pass him and it turns out he was tailgating this woman in a van so badly that I couldn't see her. And so as I'm accelerating to go past him, she turns left because she's a real estate agent and she's turning left into this development. And so I have, I'm accelerating forward. This other guy, I'm like parallel with this other guy and she's turning left. So there's literally no place for me to go. And luckily the guy slows down. So I'm able to like spin the wheel and kind of power slide so that I miss T-boning her. But unfortunately I do smack her bumper. It definitely could have been worse though. I did more damage to my brakes than I did to her car. Like I do like no doubt. And it's funny. It's just like how adrenaline like, you know, sometimes you can forget things because, like, adrenaline and something. Sometimes it just, like, makes everything just, like, permanent. I remember crystal, cl- the, yeah, crystal the guy clear. that was in the front just, like, face palming and just being... And it literally, all I said was, fuck, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Like, in my defense, there was no way I could have known she was turning left. I couldn't even see her turn signal until she turned left. Yeah. There. She was being very, very, very tailgated. She was. And she was driving very, very, very slow on the road. And she turned on her turn signal very, very late. Yes. Still my fault. If I had been paying more attention. I would have seen, oh, there's someone in front of her as I went to merge, and I would have merged back. But I didn't. I scraped her bumper a little. Uh, Everyone was furious at me. Uh, I do remember one of the guys in the car was just like, okay, I mean, there has to be a way we can blame this on the other person. And I was like, she's right there and she can hear you. Um, The guy in the car that was tailgating the woman in the van started like trash talking me and i was like bitch why were you tailgating her so closely (laughs) and so we got out um we shared insurance information we all drove off um guy broke the law he was he should have stayed um actually we all did we should have helped the cops you only have to do it if there's like five hundred dollars for the damage um, i believe in washington 
Yeah, but there was still possibly yeah. $500 worth of damage. I'm happy yeah. they didn't because I never got ticketed for it. But guy drove off. He shouldn't have. I dropped off um, the two guys. One of their houses, we stopped and we like buffered out as much of the damage as we could and kind of washed it. Um, it wasn't that much damage at all. Uh, so drop off both guys, drop off Megan, drop off Andy, and I go home and I like back my car in and I tell my mom and she's just like, oh God, your, your dad's going to kill you. And I was like, I mean, it's not that bad. And so he comes home and he like drives in and he somehow like fucking eagle eyes the damage on my car and comes in and is furious. Lots of yelling. Uh, lots of him calling me very naughty things. Um, yeah. Uh, eventually the woman decided not to press charges and she said she was just going to cover the damages because she had kids and she was like, well, if I was in their situation, this is what I would want the other person to do. And so I'm going to, I'm going to cover the damages and something about her religion. Cause she was like a practicing Christian. And so I had to make donate $50 a month to her church, which lasted two months before my parents are like, ah, Didn't fuck you, it, also, you don't have like, any money. Fall and like help her out or something. I thought there was some sort of like. Uh, I okay. offered, but she never took me up on it. Um, yeah. But then there's also in more entertaining uh, times the after dropping off that guy that in the last story was in the front of your car, the time. Oh yeah, the time. The time like I tried to take you off my car. At uphill. Yeah. That was good. God. So this is again uh, same same time period. I think this I was before so, the accident. I think we kind of calmed it down after that. Yeah, you don't say. Um, so we, I, I have four people in my car. Uh, one of the guys didn't come along this time. And so I drop off the first guy and Andy got it's out like of the car and was chatting with the other guy. And so it's me. Yeah, oh, that, that was no, because that was his excuse as why he wanted Megan there, because Megan wants to see my yeah. motorcycle. But it was maybe his dad's motorcycle. Yeah. It was something. So he's he's doing that, and Megan and me are in the car, and Megan's just like, hey, we should leave Andy. And I was like, Haha, pretty girl, okay. So uh, I turn my car on, and Andy turns and looks at me, and I'm like, I don't know, I'm just you know turning on the radio and adjusting the temperature. And so Andy turns back to talk to the other guy, and I put it in reverse and I slowly start backing it up so Andy won't notice. Andy turns and Andy notices, so I slam it into gear and start driving up the hill. Andy runs, makes like a five foot 
horizontal leap. And I there there was some right? air there. I should have I should have done long jump in <laughs> high school. And I I you belly actually, flopped you really under the hood of your car. Uh, I I also remember making eye contact with you and you gently shaking shaking your head no and me Jake gently shaking my head yes as I then continue <laughs> to accelerate up the hill. Uh, so I'm going like 30 miles an hour and Andy is latched onto my hood and is laughing at me. So I go, oh, you think that's funny? And I start wagging my car back and forth so that he kind of starts to slide. And then we reach the top of the hill and I slam on my brakes and Andy somehow remains attached to my hood. Now, looking back at this, if Andy had fallen off at any point, I probably would have killed him. Mm. Like if he got if he had got th thrown free, he was still going yeah. 30 miles an hour. And if he had flown off when I slammed on the brakes, he would have gone 30 miles an hour forward into a road. Yes. So, in retrospect, I'm really sorry, Andy. I didn't mean to actually to hey, accidentally I, almost kill that's you. That's what my grip of steel was for, was to, you know, prevent myself from being lobbed into traffic. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah it, to be fair, the other person in the car, she was amused by it as well. So, you know. Yes. Yeah, well, and, you well, know, now I get oh, to Andy occasionally won. tell it as a entertaining, you know, morsel of a story antidote no antidote if you will yes anyways uh a few more stories about pizza than break uh about delivering phone books and then break uh so one time when we're delivering phone books we deliver to it was a friday i remember this because it was a friday uh one of our joint well my friend james and andy knew james um we're delivering phone books at his house. And so, you know, I get out and I knock on the door and I hand deliver the phone book because this is a really funny situation. And I chat with him a little bit. And then I get back in the car and we're starting to leave. And then James runs out, like, waving his hand. And we're like, hey, what's up? And he's like, hey, do you guys want a pizza? And we're like, yeah, we want a pizza. And so we came out with, like, a big had, like, one slice pepperoni taken pizza. Out of it. And just... Yeah, like almost full. And he's like, here, we're not going to eat it. And pizza. And we're like, fuck yeah. That's we were actually most productive um, day delivering phone books. So we didn't like, like take a lunch that just turned into like not working for the rest of the day. Yeah. Well, it was it was towards the end. Yeah. And at that point, we just fucking gave up. I, I think that was the last time we did it, too. Because after that, you started yes. delivering in town. <laughs> Which, yeah. You started so to I, deliver in town, right? You know, I did the one route you know, out in the country and realized that was a miserable way to get anything done or, you know, get paid. And so I was like, you know what? I, you know, right by the high school, I know that area decently enough. So I'll go ahead and, you know, I'll grab that route. And so this was just me solo and I still managed to do it in like half the time it took me to do the other route. And what especially helped was, uh, I was delivering phone books in this uh, apartment complex. And it was one of those apartment complex where like, you know, there's a large central parking lot and then there's large buildings. Each one has 
10 or so uh, units in it. And so I start delivering and I, I don't even make it that far before I have, there's a bunch of like seven, eight year olds maybe. And one of them or a couple of them run up to me and they're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, I'm delivering phone books. And they were like, can we help? And there's this probably this like kind of brief flash of like, you know, I'm pretty sure I had like a video game, like moral choice prompt come up. <laughs> and I definitely Renegade. went renegade on that. And so it turned into, I was throwing phone books in bags, marshalling young children, which units to deliver it to. And I managed to deliver like legitimately like 75 phone books in less than half an hour <laughs> versus nice. that was about six hours worth of work. Probably, probably honestly, probably like two days worth of work when I was, you know, delivering out in the middle of nowhere. So but despite that, actually, probably because of that, actually, I I remember I, I checked off because I had a, a booklet of, you know, all the houses that I, or units and that I supposedly delivered to. And I ended up like 12 books over or something. And then so I was like, well, here's my second, you know, Paragon versus Renegade choice. And so I technically, I... I went renegade but i made the um environmentally more friendly choice of at least recycling them <laughs> i found the recycle bin on the <laughs> complex and just threw nice. the rest of the books in and drove away <laughs> to be fair you were just saving time most and of them end up in the recycling bin just anyways. Awesome. so you know yeah yeah i was saving the environment at the same time yeah yeah. Uh, anyways, we're going to take a quick break here, and then when we're back, uh, we'll tell more stories. Hey, y'all. It's Joe. Uh, here's the break. I hope all y'all are doing great. Um, so this is kind of a new kind of episode. Uh, kind of experimenting with the concept of the format of the episode. So as you see, this one's a lot longer and is significantly less edited, but I really feel hits a lot of what I was going for with this podcast, just telling stories and conversating back and forth with each other. So uh, if you like this or you like the old format, please let me know. Um, I want to make a product that everyone enjoys. And if there's a way I can make it more enjoyable, I'd want to do that because the entire point of this is to be edu or entertain me to everyone. Maybe educational. Probably not, but you never know. Uh, what else? There was a uh, mistake with the recording. Again, you probably noticed towards the end there that audio started to get desynced again. I finally figured it out for realsies this time. I know what I did. I know how to fix it. And so it won't happen again. But uh, yeah, sorry about that. Um, and finally, I hope everyone's doing okay. This is a really scary time. Coronavirus is 
the real shit, yo. So stay safe. Know that I'm rooting for you and that I love you very much. And I hope you're okay. Bye. And welcome back. Uh, that was weird. Anyways, uh, we're going to talk about now the first time Andy and I really hung out. Uh, when Andy and I were growing up, especially in like 6th and 7th and 8th grade, we both had the same best friend, hmm. but he was best friends with someone else. It was weird. Uh, but one day I had to head up to his place because I... Th- I can't even remember why. And I think it was eighth grade. But I had to head up to his place and he had a bunch of people over. Um, he had Andy, his best friend, and another kid who, come to think of it, still has my PSO for <laughs> GameCube. No, that thing's like worth money these days. Yeah, because it's fucking great. That game's amazing. There's Morocco's. There, uh, we'll get to that one day. But so all of us are hanging out, and eventually, the other three guys go to go play PSO, and they decide they're going to start from the very beginning and explore every single room on every single map from start to finish. And Andy and I were like, no, fuck that. You have non-dial-up internet. (laughs) We're just going to hang out and read a webcomic and then watch Perfect Kirby on Newgrounds. Peak Uh, entertainment. It was. Uh, The webcomic, I don't know if the webcomic ever went anywhere. I remember very little about it, except that it was a sprite comic because this was during Apit Theater's heyday. And the sprites were Simon Belmont and the Amazon from no uh the Archer from Diablo One. Yes. Because I I remember one joke was they had to crawl through an area and Simon made a joke about the archer's butt. Peak entertainment. Peak entertainment. Um, and then also the the author Sandin was Kirby. And that led us to Newgrounds to watch an old, old Flash series called Perfect Kirby, which I recently discovered had a Christmas special. Really? But yeah, based off Christmas Carol. Uh, it has a couple decent jokes. See, I had to just like but, Google Perfect Kirby to like remember exactly what it was. I listened to a podcast, uh, Flash in the Pan, which is where they review old Flash animations, oh. and they did they did an entire two part episode on Perfect Kirby. Interesting. Uh, by the way, y'all should check out Flash in the Pan. It is very funny. And just incredibly nostalgic. But, you know, we we watched Perfect Kirby, and I remember very little about it, except 
Kramer is Kirby's neighbor, and he's working <laughs> on uh, X, like stealing and selling Xboxes because the Xbox had just come out. And this was, oh, this was definitely during my social downswing, where I went from a relatively popular person to a person who was not popular in the least. Hey, you still managed to be like. Notable, at least. Why do you say that? Because, like, people, like, you had some degree of notoriety and, like, a fairly diverse social circle. I did. Well, that's mainly because I did uh, sports, so I knew all the sports kids, and I did um, cross-country, but then swimming, which is two different social circles. So that was connected. And I was in band, which, looking back, I wish I had never done sports and I just focused on band and maybe theater. Because though band was definitely the fucking coolest. Remember that one time we almost started a riot at Medieval Times? <laughs> yeah, don't make, don't put an entire marching band in, you know, cheering behind one night. And then have the knight lose. Yeah, he got what a third? Second? Yeah, he got he got he was like a knight of the realm and some fucking mercenary wearing green uh who was let into the tournament for the princess's hand, which that makes no sense. Yeah. <sighs> Knocked him out. And when he got knocked out and was disqualified, our entire cheering section fucking lost it. Yeah. Um, and also, they seated us last, but that was also because they thought it was funny, because every single time they seated another group, we would lose our minds and then start yelling and stomping, and at one point we did an acapella of our fight song. <laughs> and the... Everyone was happy because Medieval Times is a place you go to get, like, riled up and cheering, and here was this uh, pep band, like, cheering and losing our shit and singing. And, like, I'm sure there are some people who were like, this is really annoying, but for the most part, everyone was just like, holy shit, this is cool. Yeah, we were very, very loud. I think they did give us a little bit we more were. generous, gratuitous of a, like, not death, but, you know. KO blow on the dude because I remember he did like a flip around the dude's sword and was slammed to the ground and we were all like mm -hmm. that's outrageous <gasps> our guy died but that was pretty cool yeah I do you remember who he tried to give the rose to no I do because I had a crush on her uh, she was a year younger than me with blonde hair, glasses, really mousy. Uh -huh. um, can't remember her name right now, but she was really cool. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, to be fair, he would have, you know, stolen her away from you in that case anyway. He was really hot. So, you know, there's that. So at least you didn't have to have your heart broken two different ways. He was really, really hot. It's a shame those guys get, you know, ridiculously underpaid, though. 
and yeah. develop knee damage. <laughs> yeah. And STIs. <laughs> that took me a second. Those guys get those guys get laid so often from everything I've heard. Like like they sleep with customers all the time. They sleep with the uh other actors all the time. This is a big old love fest. Though to be fair, mainly because all of them are in their early twenties. Yeah. And physically fit. Extremely yeah, it's like fit. The Olympics. Mm-hmm. I've actually heard um because in the Olympics they yeah. just run out of condoms, but I've heard two explanations for that. Uh, one is they're boning all the time because, of course, they are. The other is people steal them because wouldn't you want Olympic branded True. condoms? Like, I wonder if the bases have different colors. <laughs> but, anyways, the other thing I really remember about it is if anyone went on Newgrounds around those times, there was always the banner ad on the left side of the busty anime lady jumping up and down with the ribbon covering her breasts. And I remember when we opened the pop-up, we always repositioned it over that banner image in case (laughs) uh, the guy's parents walked in because they'd be like, why is there a booby anime lady bouncing? Uh, That's Newgrounds. Oh, Newgrounds. It's all around. When I was Googling, Perfect Kirby Newgrounds came up. Although, uh, you know, Flash. Adobe Flash is slowly dying off, but uh, then there's the giant, like, Flash preservation project, which is, like, terabytes of bad Flash animation. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's also definitely dying. You know what I discovered came out the other what? day, by the way? The entirety of Super Mario Bros. <laughs> Z. 4K HD edition. I I don't know what. Yeah. Somehow they managed to figure me out and recommend that to me on YouTube. Three and a half hours. Oh, God, really? Yeah, it's three and a half hours long. There was like six or seven episodes. You know what my favorite thing about that uh, series is? Yo. Six or seven episodes, three and a half hours long. <laughs> okay, I'm looking this up. Because a long-ass flash animation was like five minutes back then. Okay, I was wrong. There's at least nine episodes. Uh, Rosie. Looking this up, vamp for me. You don't know nope. what vamping means, do you? Uh, oh. It means talk. <laughs> fill fill the dead air. Talk. Because the term That's, is vamping. It, it sounds like some vampire bullshit. I'm, you know me. I'm I am just half vampire. Complain about the word vamping because I think it's stupid. So that'll I'm gonna meta vamp. God, let's all get meta no, again. The best metas are meta. Okay, apparently eight episodes, according to uh, 
the original series 4K remaster. Because I don't know if you remember, there was a this, reboot. No, I did not know of a reboot. Oh, yeah, no, there's a... Uh, there was a 2015-2016 uh, reboot because he says the first one got cancelled because of copyright issues. Um, and then the 2015 series redid like the first yeah. two episodes. Up to, up to episode four. <gasps> episode two came out in 2020! Holy shit! But yeah, my favorite part of Super Mario Bros. Z is there's absolutely positively nothing Dragon Ball related besides people oh, powering yeah. up. And and they had the little like and aura, supersonic, I guess. You know, your your golden auras when you power up too. Yeah, but God, that was so well, well animated. I mean, too. they were mostly just you know stealing uh, Mario and Luigi sprites. True, and then just dragging them yeah. across the screen. While flashing, I liked it. I remember really liking it. Well, yeah, there's, there's um, definitely not going to knock on the Flash era. That was a, that was some fun times. Mm-hmm. So I think we have time for one more little story cluster, and I want to talk about the time we leveled up with the windmill. Oh, that took me a second, but yeah, we. Uh... Yeah. That was some fun times. God, that was... And there was also the time we went over there with Lena. (laughs) So, uh, where I grew up, I grew up on a private community, I've mentioned it before, uh, with a beach, and there is an island nearby that you can canoe to. And one summer, uh, after college, we had just graduated college, um... Andy and I decided we're going to canoe over there. And so we canoe over there. It was a lot of fun. We tie up on the beach and we just kind of wander around the island. And the beach is, ac- or the island's actually a uh, national park. So there is a caretaker shack and they have a windmill there, which they use to like power the water pump and stuff. And the caretaker wasn't there right then. So. We sit down, we have a beer each, uh, and we eat our lunch, and Andy's just like, <laughs> I want to climb that. And I'm like, climb what? And, he's, and Andy just looks up and he goes, I want to climb the windmill. Uh, so he jumps up. Uh, Andy is fairly athletic, by hey. the way. Or he was. I don't know if he's still athletic. Could Andy, could you do that again? Could you pull yourself up onto yeah, the windmill I, like you I did can, then? Hell, my my distant endurance running is better now than it ever was. Well, I mean, to be fair, no, you're no, never a distance a runner. But, you know. Okay, fine. So Andy's fairly athletic. Uh, I used to be. Not, not so much anymore. Damn bones. And he pulls himself up and he climbs the windmill and he gets the top and he spins the windmill thing and he looks out onto the water and he looks just heroic and noble and dashing. And he comes down and I'm like, I want to do that. So I scramble up there. I have a lot more problems. I have to jump off something, I think. 
And I pull myself up there and I climb and I spin the windmill thing and I turn around and I look over the water and it's really nice. The wind blows through my hair and it feels super heroic. And it feels like we just fucking leveled up. <laughs> like, like I, I really do feel like a different person getting there, down. Yeah, and, there's something to be said for hmm? physically ascending something one shouldn't like. Just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Humankind was was built to uh, climb was, shit and feel cool about it. Yes. Yes, hu- humanity can be summed up as I, I want to go there and nature doesn't want me to go there and that just makes me want to go there harder and I want to go fast. I want to go maximum <laughs> fast. Which is why we just want to go to other star systems is because that means we have achieved maximum fast and maximum height. The stars is where our uh, destiny lays, not under the ocean because we've seen what's at the bottom of the ocean. (laughs) It can have it. No, that's why you go. I don't want to go there. I don't want to die. That's why you go up and not down. There are things underwater who haven't eaten since the Reagan administration and can't actually die. But, uh, so we did that, and that was super fun. And then a bit later, I think maybe a year later, um, I'm dating a very nice girl named Lena. And we decide we're going to do that again. And we're going to bring Lena with us. Uh, and this was, I, I can remember this exactly the exact time period it takes place in because this was at the advent of um, okay. Robot Unicorn Attack because we were singing uh, Be With You the entire way there and back and if none of you listening know what that is because I know a lot of you are a bit younger uh, just just google Robot Unicorn Attack it's a flash game the play it and just ascend by erasure. Always. My Mia Culpa, my mistake. By erasure, yes. In case you just want to listen to the music, and it's very... It unique. makes you believe. Yes. And others. And live in harmony, <laughs> harmony, oh lord. Uh, but we do it again. We We go to the windmill, and we climb it, and we spin it, and it's not quite as cool the second time, because we'd already done it before. Because, you know, diminishing returns mm-hmm. on EXP giving events. Uh, but, you know, it's super cool. And then we go back to uh, my place and we play more uni- robot unicorn attack and drink some beer. And then you two left and then my dad got home and got super pissed that I drank his beer. Despite the fact <laughs> he told me it was okay to drink his beer. I'm not bitter. You're bitter. Oh, man, I just remembered something about the first time we did it. Uh, when we got back home, or back to my place, uh, you s- hung out a bit later, and we ended up watching the second half of Return of the King. Uh, when we realized that at the end, Sam oh, became yes. king of the Sam hobbits. Because he... King of the hobbits, who had like four fucking wives... Repopulated uh, yeah. Hobbiton by himself. If you do the whole, the actual, you know, the book ending. 
Oh, yeah. Well, actually, according to, I'm not sure if it's canon or not, but there is a um, a journal by Pippin that takes place after the books that mentions that some of the um, uh, male hobbits had several wives because so many men died during the scouring. Probably enough, not in the movie. Yeah, who'd have thought? Actually, you know what? I learned that from Ted, so I'm not entirely sure of his accuracy. Yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't trust Ted on that. I mean, he knew his uh, Star Very Wars true. shit. That sounds like the kind of creepy shit. Anyways, um, this episode's run My incredibly fault. long, so... Uh, and now, I mean, reminiscing is fun. So we're going to have to do this again sometime. Um, but we're going to end that here. Uh, no thank problem. you again, Andy, for hanging out. Um, intro and outro is by the Troubadours. Um, very cool. There's a link in the description. And uh, I'll talk to you all later. Later.